Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. This church is, is going to be bulging at the seams with, with babies. It already is, and it's fantastic. Faith and another one there and oh, yeah, all over the place. So it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. And... Uh, and we want this to be a, a village, a community that it's good to bring children up in. And, uh, and so we're going to look a little bit now at another aspect of this village, this community of, of God's people, where he is right in the center. And our, our whole purpose is to point towards him. That's what the purpose of this village is. It's different to other villages because other villages don't necessarily point towards one in the, the one who's in the center of it all. But our village does that. It points to him. And particularly this week, we're going to look at um, what it takes to care for people who need. And I haven't put who are in need, but people who need. Because actually, do you know what? We all need. All of us need. At one point or another, you need. You will need me and I will need you at some point. And sometimes if we use that term, people who are in need, we can have a particular picture in our head, can't we, of, of people who've got difficult circumstances or who've had uh, you know, chaotic lives and people who are, are really disadvantaged. And of course, the church is about that too. But actually, what we recognize here is that we all need, and therefore, we all need one another. And this is a village in which we should find those needs met as his body, as he uses us to meet the needs of each other. And there is this wonderful passage that lots of us will be familiar with that just describes what the church was first like when it started to experience the power of the Holy Spirit working in the middle of it. And these were exciting days. And sometimes we read these words, and and so let me just say a word of warning. You can sometimes hear these words and think, feel dreadfully condemned. Think, oh my goodness me! That I don't think we're anywhere near this. I, I don't feel like I'm near this. But do you know what? These are not words to condemn. These are words to encourage. They are also words to describe. So actually, this church is like this. Yeah, it is. And there are times when I, in the last few months, have experienced that this church here is like this. Let's read this passage. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. We sang about that this morning, didn't we? Isn't that a fantastic phrase? They were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. For they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. Isn't that amazing? For as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. Isn't that amazing? You see what God had done in terms of these people's security? where perhaps they'd had houses and lands and they were holding on to those and they were getting rent from them and they were probably thinking, that's my retirement plan. 
but suddenly God does something amazing in their lives and they throw caution to the wind. Why? Because they thoroughly and utterly trust that now he has got their back, that he is their provider, that he can be trusted. And if they give it all up, well, do you know what? He's got my back. It's okay. And there's heaven anyway. These guys were thoroughly and utterly heart and soul for one another and for the gospel. See, the other thing they did, they laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, that goes against the grain for us. It does. I'm not saying that it's not appropriate sometimes for us to decide that we're going to give some of our finance or our money to a particular charity or, or a good cause and and I'll make that decision myself. And But actually, this is a model for us. This community is different. Okay? And your own independence will sometimes cry out against that. I, well, what are they going to do with my money if I give it to them? It's up to me what I do with it. Even if I'm being generous with it, it's up to me to decide where I'm putting that. But actually, no, the, the pattern we have here is that the money was laid at the feet of the leaders of the church. Because the people trusted that they would know where the need was and they would seek God about where that should go. It's a good model for us, isn't it, as a church? Just to know that actually that's the model. We lay it at the, at the feet of the, of the church leaders. And it was distributed to each as any had need. And then for the first time we're introduced to a man who, uh, whose story Acts tells more of later on, this guy who's called Joseph, but he's renamed Barnabas by the apostles because Barnabas means son of encouragement. And Joseph, who was also called by the apostle Barnabas, means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, he sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. You know, Jesus talks uh, a little bit about um, the characteristic of his people when he talks about what will happen when he comes back. And he says, on that day, the king, that's himself, will separate the sheep from the goats. And how will he know who the sheep are? Well, they'll be the ones, he says, who, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was sick, you, you came and visited me at home. You, and he says, and then the sheep will say, but, but when did we see you hungry, Lord? When did we see you thirsty? And, and when did we visit you in prison? And when, when did we visit you when you were sick? And he says, whatever you did for the least of my brothers and sisters, you did to me. He's talking about actually what we do within the family of God here. To the least of my brothers and sisters. At this point, he's not talking about the world. He's talking about this. And it's a characteristic of the church. That's how it's recognized. But also he does talk about giving to the poor. Remember, he, it's the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler says, what must I do to be saved? What must I do? And Jesus says, keep all the laws. And he says, oh, I've done that since I was a young man. And then Jesus says, well, one thing you lack, sell all you have and give to the poor. Give to the poor. Jesus is interested in what we do with our, with our finance. He's interested with what we do with our time. He's interested in that. And we're going to hear... Um, this morning from um, uh, Martin, or from Muriel, and from, sorry, from Maureen, and from John, get the names right, you're not going to hear from Muriel, Muriel's sitting there, welcome to Muriel, who's come uh, 
and Pauline's mum and dad are here today, so we do welcome them. But it's not Muir, it's Maureen and John who are going to come uh, talk a little bit about Food Bank, give us a bit of an update and on CAP and on some of the work that we as a church are doing that some of you will be aware of, but others may not be. And uh, so I'm going to ask them to just uh, come up now. And John, are you kicking off? I don't know. Yeah. So John, I think he's going to kick off first. Okay, is it actually coming through the mic? Yeah, wonderful. Okay, great. So what I'm going to do, what we're going to do for you this morning is actually regurgitate something that we've done this week, Maureen and I. So we've done a couple of assemblies uh, here, which is really cool, isn't it? We've, we've gone actually to, um, into the Richard Atkins School and uh, we've, we've taken their harvest assembly or we've at least participated in some of it. So for doing that, we've had to put together really quite a basic illustration of, of how a food bank works and, and a little summary of what's been, I suppose, what we've done in the last five years. So I'm, we're going to do that and, and it is quite like a school assembly. So it's going it's to be probably a bad school assembly. But, <laughs> um, so it's going to be quite basic, but if you're anything like, uh, yeah, for my learning style, it needs to be basic for me to get stuff. Owen will tell you that. So hopefully some of you that are a bit like me, that this will be quite nice and and easy to, to, to get the concepts. Um, now also, in, in typical John fashion, I didn't tell anyone that we had a video on, <laughs> so um, Matt and Ben have been brilliant and tried to, to get the sound working. So to start with, I think some of you have seen, of it, seen it, but some of you won't have seen it. We're just gonna play the, our food bank video, which is gonna tell you a bit about what we do. So hopefully the sound works. Brixton is community. At the heart Art of every community is food. But sadly, not everyone can afford food. So here at the Norwood and Brixton Food Bank, we are helping to feed those people in crisis. A food bank is a place where people who are in crisis for one reason or another can come and get food. And so when people come here, normally they've been referred by an agency and they have a voucher which entitles them to three days worth of food. So we provide three meals for three days. In addition to food, we provide toiletries like soap, shower gel, shampoo. We have clothes for those needing clothes. I see it as a place of refuge for people to come um, that are in crisis and we can help get people out of crisis. They also provide advice, a degree of counselling and also assistance and representation going forward. But the most crucial thing is that they provide the food for people to live. No, far from it. In order to come to Food Bank, you do need a voucher. 
vouchers are issued by GPs, nurses, social workers, job centers, organizations that are there to help in the community. But uh, the doors are always open for anyone that wants to have a chat, have a cup of tea. It's surprising how many people that you don't necessarily think that they'll be in need come to Food Bank. Because it's not just the people that don't have anything at all um, that are in need of a food bank. Um, there are some people who you may think are the average person who are actually falling on really, really hard times. Yes, we do provide other services. We have somebody from the Brixton Advice Centre who comes every Saturday. To give a bit of benefits advice or housing advice, maybe to kind of address some of their problems if they've got into debt. We normally have somebody from Centre 70. Centre 70 is an advice centre in West Norwood and we give specialist benefits, debt, housing advice. And we also have Fuel Bank now for those in fuel poverty. So the whole service, as well as just giving the food, is, is all geared around getting people out of that time of crisis. And, and seeing them free from whatever situation has caused them to come to food bank in the first place. We're one of the busiest food banks in London, which probably means one of the busiest food banks in the country. So there are three ways to get involved with food bank. You can donate food. Most of the supermarkets will have drop boxes. So we'd love you to, to donate and you can find out on our website how to do that. We'd also love people to volunteer. There are many, many ways in which someone can volunteer by coming to help us in the session, by helping in the warehouse, or coming to the front office and talking and welcoming clients. And also financially, um, we do have running costs to cover. So if you could donate, we've got a BT My Donate page where you can donate directly to us. Via fundraising, again, see our website for details of how to do that. Um, we'd really appreciate any financial contributions. Yes. 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 It really is just as simple as that. Yes. <laughs> well done, technical team. And thank you, Martin, who's done a great effort there. Awesome. So, yeah, that, that explains it a little bit, doesn't it? And, um, and it is actually, Phil, just going to be about food bank, I think, really, this. this but, um, moving on from that, we've got some slides as we presented to, to the children and to the, the parents that were there. Um, and to start with, just going to unpack the term food bank and give you an example of, I suppose, a comparison to, to what it might be like. And uh, what we thought of is it's quite similar to a bank. So if uh, we can have the first slide. What is a bank? Okay, so I'm going to explain to you <laughs> what a bank is. Well, there we go. People put their money in, and then what happens next? People take their money out. So that's the basic concept, isn't it? You put your money in, and then you personally get your money out. But a food bank, it works a little bit different, because actually you put your food in, but clearly you don't take your food out, but it's other people that take their food out. Um, and it's those people in need. So that's the sort of, it's, it's a similar concept, but with a big difference. What's the next slide? So, and this bit just links in wonderfully, doesn't it, to the whole village, and I'm sure what Phil's gonna say. Um, but I was explaining to the kids that, actually, what is the concept of community? And the analogy that I gave is, it's a bit like your mum or your dad or your 
carer or your grandparent, if you were hungry, they wouldn't let you just stay there and be hungry, would they? They'd look after you, they'd give you something, they would make sure somehow that you wouldn't go without. And um, it's like that with community, as we were explaining what it is. It's those people that live around you that have, you know, with, they are without, they don't have food, or they're in some sort of crisis. And so we look at them like they were our sort of children or someone that we want to look after, and we try and provide for them in the same way that a family would provide for us. So that was the analogy that I gave to them. And then um, just thinking about community and thinking about really food bank and CAF and Stay and Play and Youth and all the, the amazing things we, we do as a church and, and you will help to, to provide. Um, what I, I gave a little story of this little girl that drew me a picture before one food bank session and it was so emotional for me actually for her to, to take the time to do that as a thank you. But um, I've got actually, I can actually go one better than that today and get a, a real life story um, of, of community. And so I'm going to ask Petra to come up and just say a couple of words if she's around. Let's give her a big round of applause. <clears throat> Thank you, Petra. And, you, and Petra didn't, um, didn't need too much encouragement. She was very willing to come up and, and share a little bit. So thank you for doing that. So um, I've just got a couple of questions, really, or, or themes to get you just to, to mention. And the first one, I'd just be great if you could just tell us all um, how you came to Food Bank and, and how you ended up actually here at Beacon Church. With me, I didn't only get food from the food bank. I got a family, which is Beacon. My first time at the food bank, my first time at the food bank, I went when I was troubled. I had failed to get a food voucher. I was forwarded by my health visitor. I think I was by then homeless. I didn't have anywhere to put a shelter. And she referred me to go to Ephra Parade. I reached Ephra. They had closed. They didn't have the food voucher. I went to the hostel after getting the accommodation. And I asked one of the ladies. She told me she didn't know. I called my health visitor. She gave me the phone number to call the lady who works at Ephra. She's called Kathy Power. I spoke to her. She told me, I'm not around, but you can go to Ephra. She directed me. I went there without a voucher. Gladly, <laughs> I met someone with a good smile. She embraced me. I felt loved. I felt like I was moving from another place and stepping on another level, which was better than where I was. So this lady was called Kate. I think you know Kate, all you know Kate. So Kate welcomed me. I explained my situation. She told me, it's okay, don't worry. I think she went and spoke to John. I didn't know John. I came to know John through Kate. So, so John came out. When John came out, it was more like, you found a father, you found a family, here you are. 
come here. We're going to give you food. They gave me a hip hop. I can't explain how much I got by then. But to me, it was a lot. To me, it meant like, because I didn't have anything. I didn't have any food on me. But I only had two pounds on me. Two pounds, I got one pound, and I bought my baby this tin food at 50p. I think they won't sell in some story. So I remained with only one pound in my life, and that was the only way to go through. So when I went to the food bank and they gave me the food, I just went back home praising and singing, and I just, it's so amazing what food bank does. So the second time, I looked forward. The first time I went, the first time I went there, I wanted to know what was really happening, what was more into this food bank, because I was locked up, and I didn't know. It's more like you're chained up, and you don't know where you are, who you are, where you're going. You can't even look backwards because it's more worse where you've been, and you don't want to go back there. So I asked, okay, what's food bank? Because I've never been to the food bank. That was more like my first time, and it was so amazing to see that there are people who give out food with no strings attached, it's more like, I don't know, I can't even explain it, really. It was so, so, so amazing. So I spoke to Kate about the church because I'm a believer. So I asked her, have you got a church here you go to? She told me, yeah, we've got a church. I said, where do you go to church to? She told me the church, but there are several churches around that area. So I ended up going to another church. I went to that church, and I asked. It's a Catholic church, I think, and the first church I went to. They, I asked them, is this the, food, is this the church that has got food bank in Brixton? They told me, no. It's not the church, but we also give out food in church. I told them, it's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a specific person. So they told me, no, you're welcome. You can't, don't worry, just feel free. We shall give you food when you leave. I said, fine. I'm looking for a particular church. That's where I feel like I belong. I left the church. Walked out on that lady. I went to another church, thinking it was Beacon Church. <laughs> I reached into that church too. <laughs> I didn't see any smiley face. It was more like all in circles. I think they preach in groups. So I fell because that day I didn't have any credit to call out on Kate or anybody to direct me where that. So I went back home. I attended the service. I went back home. When I went back home, I looked forward for another Saturday, which Saturday was more like I have to make it to Beacon Church. And indeed, my coming to Beacon has really, 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 really blessed me. And I just feel that Lord has, got, has blessed this church in a way that 
It's so amazing to be part of you. It's so wonderful. I just can't express. Everyone has touched me on in another way, emotionally supportive, financially supportive. I just, I can't, I can't explain. I'm clothed. I put on good clothes because people have given me these good clothes. Emma, I came to the children's center. Emma blessed us with the kids' clothes. However much, I got other clothes from somewhere, but still, she still puts them on because the others had left her. But at the moment, I'm living an example of a community. Thank you, Beacon. Thank you for being supportive. And thank you, Jeff. <laughs> thank you so, so much for the introduction. And thank you for introducing me to Beacon. And I always look forward to coming to church. I don't think whether I can ever miss a day without coming and knowing that I've got a strong family. Thank you so, so much for the support. Wow. I mean, uh, so thank you so much for that, Petra. That was just incredible. I think, Phil, she's done your sermon for you, hasn't she? <laughs> nothing else to say. Wow. Well, well, I'm sorry, after that, it's going to be a bit of an angry okay. climax. How can you follow that? But anyway, so we're going to carry on with... Um, the presentation as we did it um, this week and just to say that Sheree was great because she came and joined me on the second day as well so that was really good um, so for me it was um, I had the concept of food bank but I didn't really um, have a picture of what went on what happened inside it so I thought these were really good because this just shows you what goes on inside volunteers rows and rows of um, products um, that then get packed into bags um, relevant for who they're being given out to and then um, they get weighed all of the bags get weighed so that um, a food bank knows at the end of the year how much food has been given out they can keep track of it and then obviously the the, the bags go to the people in need like Petra and other people like her so the um, food bank, as John said earlier, has been going for five years now. Are we going backwards? <laughs> we're not really going backwards. We're going forwards into the future. But at the moment, we've just got a bit stuck. So, yeah, five years. It's been going for five years, which is amazing in itself, going for that long. Um, and in that time, um, we've given out 14,000 food vouchers. Now, you may be wondering, what is the relevance of the snail? Does anybody want to proffer a guess? <laughs> if we were in France, that might have been the answer. But here, no. Anybody know? Poor French people, good guess, not the right answer. Oh, that's really nice. That's lovely. But not the right answer. <laughs> so the actual answer is that the average commonal garden snail 
has got a total of 14,000 teeth. Now, you may find that hard to believe, but I can absolutely vouch that it is true. Now, some snails might only have 12,000 teeth, and others have got as many as 20,000. But the average snail in your garden has got 14,000 teeth. And the other reason I can vouch for this is because Martin and I have three allotments. And at certain times of the year, all our crops are completely demolished by these wretched creatures. No, they're not wretched creatures. God made them. But anyway... Um, so moving on, oh no, but we've not not the pictures. So now another thing for you to guess. So how many uh, food? How many people do you think that we have helped in the time that we've been going in food bank? Anybody want to guess? So we've been going for five years. How many food parcels have we given out in that time? Ten thousand, I hear. 20,000, it's like an auction, isn't it? <laughs> any, advances, any advances on 20,000? 17,000, they're all good guesses, but actually in that time we've given out 30,000 food parcels. And to give you an idea, if you were to put all of these food parcels together, they would more than fill Crystal Palace Football Stadium. It's an amazing amount, isn't it? Okay, I think this is my last question, or penultimate question, actually. So you know that we weigh the food before it's given out. So if you were to add the weight of all of the food that has been given out since we've been going, how much do you think it would weigh? Maybe in, maybe in terms of whales. Because it makes it easier. And, and I don't know if you've seen a whale, but a whale is utterly gigantuous. So, what type of... No, it's true. Actually, the blue whale, that's a good question. The blue whale is the biggest whale, I happen to know. But um, anyway, just to tell you, we'll go to the next slide. It's the equivalent of four and a half whales. Now, the next question then is, if you were to... Equate the weight in polar bears. <laughs> oh, how many polar bears <laughs> would it equate to? Good guesses. We'll go to the next slide, put you out of your misery. 224 polar bears. That would be the weight of the food that we have given out. So it's pretty impressive, isn't it? Oh, yeah, each polar bear weighs a ton. So, yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? So, um, so when I was thinking about this earlier with John, um, and I was, the, the verse immediately came to my mind from James 2.17, which is, unless faith produces good deeds... It is dead and useless. And so, really, the things that we do in food bank and cat, you know, this is really part of what being a Christian is. It's not just believing things. It's actually believing, having faith in God, and then putting that faith into action in our community. So it's really brilliant that we're involved in these things, isn't it?
So um, it was great actually to go into Richard Atkins School and it's lovely that Maureen shared that because we were really careful. We had some good instructions from Phil who's obviously got a lot of experience in, in these sort of things to be, you know, let's not mention God, let's not mention Christianity, let's be really impartial and, and, and the way that we present it to everybody. Um, and it was really surprising for us to be in there because it's a very mixed school um, to have so much sort of Christian input, to have um, the story of the harvest from the Bible and to have some Christian lyrics in the songs. So that was really encouraging to know that the school are, are actually, um, you know, positive about Christianity. Okay, what we're going to do now, just because it's a school assembly type feel, we want to still be interactive and, and to get you guys to do some stuff. And also, we do have a, a challenge for you at the end. So if we could have a chair, I'll grab a chair as well. And we need a volunteer. So who, sorry, Becky. Can we have one? Ruth, okay, she's up there straight away. Thank you very much. Always willing. We're going to blindfold you. So what we're going to do, and what I'm going to ask you guys to do, the reason for this is we're going to have our own beacon harvest, uh, what do you call it? Collection, harvest collection. And we're going to do that next Sunday, so we'll probably have a little banner somewhere and a table. Um, and we are actually running really low of certain items at Food Bank. This is something that um, we've seen this trend across the whole of London. Um, Food Bank isn't as prosperous as it was, uh, food banks in general. And our food bank is, is exactly the same. There's some food items that we really are short of. And we, we and, and you know, Elizabeth, the project lead, and others have done a lot of assemblies to try and gather food at harvest, as was the tradition. Uh, and it's actually a really important way for us to, to gather the food that we need to order to keep feeding people up until Christmas. So we're going to ask um, you guys at Beacon to bring an item or two of food, if you're able, for next week. And we're just going to find a way of um, helping you remember the items that we're short of. And so this is where Ruth comes in. So Ruth, using your um, amazing sensory expertise, <laughs> although I'm not sure you're gonna get very far by smelling, but you can touch and feel these items and I want you to try and guess what these particular items that we're short of are. Okay, so we're always gonna bring them. And everyone, in the everyone can see on the screen what they are. What do you think we've got there? Oh, it's weird. Um, is that food? Is it food? <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of tin. Some sort of tin of garlic tin. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, so it is a tin. Yeah, absolutely right. There's something in there. What do you think's inside that tin? <laughs> the food. <laughs> food, <laughs> yeah. Some sort of a tuna salad. But You're going to, are you going to go for tuna? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what it is. You're not quite right. It's um, steak pie. Oh, my word. Oh, Look at that. Steak and kidney pie. It doesn't have to be steak and kidney, but we're after quality meat, like chicken or steak. No, we don't have, we don't have GB fish. Okay, next one. Don't, don't confuse them. Okay, we haven't got this one. Okay, so rice pudding is one of the things we need. Okay, so, what do you think that is? It's 
Yay! Imperial leather. Wow! Even got the brand. Amazing. Okay, next one. Okay, what's this? Amazing. Very good. Are you sure you can't see through that? It is milk. Okay, are you all remembering this? Is everyone getting this in their head? Yep. Wonderful. What's this one? Ah, this is like a cleaning product, isn't it? Mmm. What would you clean with it? Yes, washing up liquid. Amazing. Very good. Okay, next one. Yep. <laughs> I think you gave that one away. Cereals, porridge. Okay. <laughs> okay, a couple more. What do you think this is? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Do you practice sit and practice at home doing this? <laughs> okay, hands up. Ah, another one. Oh, this is easy. I reckon that's a jar. Uh -huh. I reckon that's a jar, but like, um, like either a cherry sauce or a pasta sauce. Pasta sauce. We should give you a prize for this. I okay, I think this is the last one. Okay. What do you think this is? Tomatoes, could be dog or cat food. Could be cat food, yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know, beans, fruit, and syrup. I don't know what else you want. Could be any of those. Have you noticed <laughs> the ring pull at the top? Ah, yes, yes. Oh, beans, baked beans. You're going to have the beans. Don't open it. Yeah. Don't open it. <laughs> Almost. So that was actually vegetable soup, but it can be any type of soup. Let's give Ruth a round of applause. That was really, really good. I think that's it, actually. Um, so everyone, if you can just try and remember those items. Like I say, we'll have a table next week. Um, and it'd be really good if we can get one or two items to give to Food Bank. Toby. It's yeah, it will come out on the update uh, tomorrow. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, thanks very much, guys. Okay, thank you, John. What we'll do is we'll email you out a list. And so just to um, clarify, the next two Sundays, then we're going to can be either next Sunday or the following Sunday, bring your contributions of food. But the other thing we're going to do over the next two Sundays is we're going to have what we're calling a love offering. And that's uh, for particularly the work of the church. And one of the things that I want to mention to you is something that we call the Grace Fund here, which some of you will know about and others of you won't. And that is a, a fund that we uh, keep here, that we have as part of our ongoing ministry, as part of what we do as a church, where we're able to help people uh, if and when they are in need. And most of you wouldn't know about that because it's, it's handled very quietly, but a number of people uh, have and continue to receive support from our Grace Fund. 
And so over the next two weeks, we're going to encourage, we don't usually do offerings here, but just over the next two weeks, we're actually going to have what we're calling a love offering. And that's for the ongoing work of the church to support things like the Grace Fund, to support our uh, subsidy of John working on CAP and on Food Bank and to support Food Bank as well. So food items that we'll email you about and also then an, an offering. And I don't know about you, it was moving, wasn't it, hearing Petra talk, really, really moving. And um, it made me think, actually, you know, Jesus says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And boy, it was blessed, blessed for, for you to receive, wasn't it, Petra? It was blessed for you to receive. And yet Jesus says, do you know what, it's even more blessed when you give, when you give. And so we're going to have an opportunity to do that over the next couple of weeks. Okay, we're going to finish with, with a song. So I'm going to just get uh, Josh and Ruth to come up. And uh, w- what we're doing over these uh, few weeks is if there's something particular that you would like to respond to or just uh, would like to come forward for prayer or anything like that, then during this song, feel free to come uh, forward. And uh, if you want someone to pray with you, then we'll do that. But we'll sing together and then I'll... You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team, or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.